1968, lived in New York, I went to the Fillmore East and I saw a lot of concerts. And some of the concerts I've seen, such as Led Zeppelin and The Who, we would sit in front row seats or third row seats at the Fillmore East. And guess how much I would pay for a concert, for a ticket. Does anyone want to take a minute to guess? About five bucks. The correct answer is... 350. Yeah. I'll try to pass this knowledge on to Julia. Yes, he has definitely tried to pass down his record knowledge to me. It's still a work in progress, but it's clear that musically my dad is way cooler than me. Julia, everyone has their strengths. And music knowledge, well, that's just mine. Okay, so in honor of your expertise, in this episode, we walk down memory lane with your vinyls in one hand, and then we go to modern day with the renaissance of records that's happening in Atlanta and beyond. We decided to celebrate Record Store Day, which has been around since 2008 and is held on one Saturday in April. Mark your calendars for April 18th, 2020. It's an international celebration with roots in Atlanta, and we headed to Criminal Records in Little Five Points to celebrate the day, and in between live music sets and DJs spinning records, we sat down with the founder, Eric, who also helped start Record Store Day. Now, if you're new to Atlanta, but just haven't ventured to Little Five Points, it's a small strip of land with a quirky vibe. There's incense cellars, street art, and it's well known for the Halloween parade, which we're big fans of. Actually, it kind of feels like Halloween there every day. So here we are. It's record store day. We've arrived, and before we find Eric, we decide to look around. I wanted to see if I could find any of my old favorite albums. Interesting, and it's the same company that's in business back then, the same company does it? I don't think so, because this is just the end. Eventually, we found Eric and he took us behind the scenes to where all the planning happens. And we learned more about what inspired this awesome holiday. 13 years ago, a group of indie retailers that I was a part of, we met for our annual convention, and one of the talking points was, you know, how do we, how do we convince the media that record stores were vibrant and doing things and not in trouble because we were constantly painted as, you know, the horse and buggy type show, that we were on the verge of bankruptcy. And it was an assumption that was predicated on the success of Apple and iTunes and Napster at the time. And we just wanted to showcase ourselves and highlight our businesses. And the best thing we could come up with was throwing a party, throwing a, a national uh, at the time, national um, celebration. And there were about eight of us in a circle talking about the possibilities and who's going to run it and what is it going to look like. And uh, because Criminal Records sells comic books, we have something called Free Comic Book Day. And they'd been around for about five years by the time this conversation was happening. So I brought my expertise from participating in Free Comic Book Day. And we launched, I think, eight months later. Um, and it was... It was as was originally attended, which was a party. So what began as a way to celebrate the approximately 1,400 independently owned record stores in the U.S. and thousands of similar stores internationally has grown. Getting um, the media involved and calling Time Magazine, the New York Times, and uh, Billboard and all the other publications and telling them that, hey, we're here, we're doing these neat things. As the event grew, the label community, both indie and major, started to produce these limited edition items for us to sell on that day to, to make it even more enticing. And 
that's exploded into this international monetary event. It's still a party. We still, as you can see downstairs, we still have, you know, bands on the hour and some stores make and sell beer and with our local breweries. And, um, you know, I mentioned these T-shirts that I'm wearing. Uh, we uh, printed 200 of these T-shirts that were free to the first 200 customers, along with tote bags that we made. And that's a, a great incentive for people to come out. While we were at Criminal Records, we were treated to an acoustic performance with Timothy Showalter from Strand of Oaks. Well, I really enjoyed that. He's really good. Record Store Day, in particular, is a fun day for Eric to get to know his customers. The younger generation is a huge part of the vinyl resurgence, but so uh, are the nostalgic-aged customers. I mean, we have everything today from Bob Dylan and Elton John to a wonderful release called Baby Shark, which is probably the most, you obviously know it. We could have bought uh, 50 of them, and we wouldn't have had enough, and uh there are some stores out there that, I mean, there are 400 releases that came out today, so every store has to curate and choose what they're going to carry. But a lot of stores were like, they had never heard of Baby Shark. And, you know, we would try to convince them that hey, it's a phenomenon. You really should talk to your parents uh, who are customers. And uh, it proved to be true this year. I, I'm, uh, I've said no, we're out of Baby Shark more than just about any title today. And next year's piece will be something isn't even a glimmer in the producer's eye yet. We wanted to know more about the name behind this 5,200 square feet store that's become an Atlanta icon. It's a funny story and tragic story and a true story. But the first store that I opened was, uh, this was in Daytona Beach, Florida, called Secret Service Music and More. And I went through all the basics that one would do. You know, I registered with the city, registered with the state, got my licenses, got my letterhead, printed up t-shirts, put a sign out in front. And after about two months, two and a half months of business, I was arrested by the Secret Service. They destroyed a couple gross of shirts, everything that Secret Service took me to, uh, not jail, you know, I was fingerprinted and I t taken to jail. And, you know, I was... 19. I wasn't a uh, uh, very high on the Secret Service's priority list, but I had federal offense. When the Secret Service was enacted, one of the many rules was that you couldn't use the word Secret Service for a retail presence. Uh, the reasoning being, you know, if the president's life was threatened and somebody was trying to call the Secret Service to prevent the president getting in trouble or something terrible, uh, if they had to go through another step, that, that would further endanger the president's life. So very arcane law, of course, immediately changed everything. It was a newscaster on the local news station who uh, quipped at the end of the story, well, you know, what's he going to call it now? Criminal records? And Eric took this path unexpectedly. What was your plan? And there was no plan, zero business model or vision of the future. I simply had worked at a record store since I was 13. 
worked through high school, worked through a couple years of college, and uh, just decided that I wanted to open up a record store. It was uh, uh, very much a whim that was 31 years ago. And for a guy with no plan, Eric has made a positive mark on Atlanta. Criminal Records also hosts concerts featuring locals before they become big, and big names swing by for shows before they play larger stages, like Amanda Palmer, Mumford & Sons, and many more. Criminal Records and Vinyl, in general, has many enthusiastic fans. We met them at Record Store Day. What makes you love vinyl? The crackle. When you put it on, the crackle of the needle going around, that's my favorite part. And what about criminal records? I remember coming here, before I moved to Atlanta, this place is like, Little Five and Criminal made me want to move to Atlanta. It was like the coolest part of like my trip here, and then I moved here, so yeah, I like it a lot. Joel and R. Powell. That last check, about 25000 Yeah. I never stopped buying records. I grew up watching my dad do it first. My dad used to buy records when I was younger. And it's a part of my family history. Yeah. But we always bought music. Because a lot of musicians are in my family too as well. Yeah. I'm an artist. My cousin's an artist. My grandfather was an artist. So it was always in the history of our family to consume and buy music. And especially from Jamaica. That's my back. I collect mostly hip-hop albums. Mostly uh, 90s. And some early 2000s. And what do you love about vinyl? Vinyl, I feel like it's a type of hobby to have that... Back then, people used to buy it as a norm, but now since we have digital music, it's very hard to get vinyls now. So I think it's really cool to collect it and show your friends what you have. Honestly, I just came down a little five points because it brings a different kind of energy and vibe, and I needed it. To come in and to hear a live performance also, it, it makes it worth coming down. There's an organic sound when you hear a vinyl record, and I grew up in from Columbus, Georgia, and my aunt had the Thriller record on vinyl, and she would play it. She had Carlos Santana. She would play that every Sunday morning. Clark Sisters on vinyl. So I'm just used to that sound. Um, it, I mean, phones are cool. It's, it's cool to have, you know, the apps, the Apple Music and the Pandora. But to actually have that organic sound, it's, the vinyl record is it for me. Yeah. Hey, Julia. Didn't we used to play that Thriller album? Yes. Yes, we did. And Dance Around the Living Room? remember something like that so maybe you show off some of those moves on instagram sometime i'll tell you what i'll consider it if you bring in some of your records to sell you know criminal records encourages customers to quote unquote bring us the weird the obscure and the obvious do you have any of that nah maybe we'll see for now we're just here to celebrate vinyl criminal records and its mark on atlanta on record store day Thanks again for listening to Peach and Prosperity. I hope you enjoy this episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Okay, we. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on all the socials.